Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and our sober liberty today is Kate Gala. Is it Gala or is it Gala or Gala? Kate? It's Gala. Gala, Kate Gala, even better. Kate is the founder of Oasis Sober Connections, an app designed to help you make friends with others who don't drink and build your sober community. Wow, I wish I had this a long time ago. Um, thank you for joining us on the Sober Podcast, Kate. It's a pleasure to have you join us in 2023, the new year. Yep. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, but a little nervous, but old me probably would have taken like three shots before this to get ready. So I didn't <laughs> do that. So that's good. Oh, good. Good. Yes. Um, and you, we see we can do so many things without, without booze or drugs. Tell us a little bit about o- Oasis Sober Connections. How did you come up with the idea and how does the app work? So basically, I envisioned like a sober Bumble BFF. And a lot of this was because I initially quit drinking right before the pandemic. So, you know, when you stop drinking, you're kind of like, how am I going to adjust to normal life, everyday Mm -hmm. life, but sober? But instead of that, the world shut down. So um, I lost my job. I had to move back in with my parents. And I remember the first morning that I woke up, didn't have a job. I was lying in bed and just thought like, okay, well, why do I get out of bed? I have nothing really to get out of bed for, you know, like there was no reason, didn't have to go work or anything. So um, I turned to dating apps, like a lot of people, you know, do these days. And I just kind of got very I guess a lot of anxiety about like these matches I would get, it'd be like, okay, when do I tell them that I don't drink or like, you know, like the initial anxiety when you're still getting so used to saying it yourself. 
So, um, right, right. Yeah, a little bit later, I did move, and that's when I moved to Nashville. And I got on um, Bumble BFF to look for friends, and yeah. everyone wanted to meet up at a bar. So I was like, wow, that huh. would be great uh-huh. if you know I could find sober friends. <laughs> yeah. So you have great idea. So out of necessity, like like so many um, so many fantastic ideas. Um, uh, this was born. So relationship building in sobriety requires work. Are there any practices you follow or or tips you can give our listeners on how, um, on relationship building? Yeah, I, you know, it sounds so generic and cheesy, but, you know, just be as human as possible, you know, Mm -hmm. be authentic and real. And I think, um, you know, when you're drinking, a lot of your friendships aren't they're very superficial and not that deep. And when I quit drinking, I realized that I didn't really have a lot of true friends. I had, you know, a lot of friends I would go out with and go to bars with, but not like these true connections that you're looking for. So I think it's, um, you know, this is just a new way of making friends when you're sober, it's all new to you. And it's realizing what it is about yourself and about another person that really brings you together and makes you realize like I click with this person or you know we being okay to be like well I don't get along with this person but you know still support them and stuff but it's I guess yeah, more you know, about- and, and what I like um and just to interject here a little bit what I've always loved about um going to to sober meetings is that you Hear people, you know, whether they they qualify and share their entire story or they just share during the meeting. And you're just in this in this room where you immediately know intimate details about another person and they feel safe and secure sharing them because everyone has similar stories or can relate. And so just right away, you have this this immediate connection. And I've and I've met um, I made a lot of good friends uh, in sobriety you know, because of that, because we all show that vulnerability. And, but then again, there's some people that, you know, that I, I love a lot and like a lot in, in sobriety, but I don't have that much in common with them outside of the rooms. And so what I, that's what I think I is interesting about your, your app is because you're meeting people um, who are also sober on there, but then you're also finding people who are, who have, who have similar interests as you, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And it's like my friend in sobriety always says, you don't have to like everyone, but you can love everyone, you know? So it's about like just finding the people that you really do click and connect with. And also, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate when you quit drinking, you learn a lot about yourself and setting your own boundaries. And, you know, that's a big part of this, I think, is also navigating where like you are best doing what's best for yourself, I guess. Right. Right. And so if I, if, if I'm, I'm new to this and I decide that I want to use this app, um, what happens? How do I, what, what happens when I go to this app and, and, um, and set up a profile, et cetera. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, any other generic dating app, you go to it, you set up a profile, um, you can swipe right, swipe left on potential friends or, you know, potential partners. And then, Mm -hmm. Along with that, you also have some sober stories, some recovery resources, 
um, daily affirmations. If you want those, those notifications to your phone. Okay. And I really yeah. wanted it to be like a, a resource hub, like a big community also, not just, you know, matching with one person, but building this community. Great. So, and so it's also, so you can find both uh, friends and um, in love relationships. Um, yeah. What you mm-hmm. want or both, right? Yeah. You can set it to friendship mode or dating mode. So. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Um, and what, how, how long has it been um, in existence? Um, so the iOS version has been in the Apple store since May and the Google store version just came to the Google store um, this month. So yeah, it's and still what, very new. What, what kind of um, what kind of feedback have you heard from users? Um, that the design is pretty. I personally very much like the design. That's important. <laughs> yeah, and um, just um, I guess it's still growing its user base. You know, sure. so mm-hmm. you can share it around. That'd be great. I love getting feedback on it. Just new ideas, ways to improve it. So. Oh, great. And are there any um, any uh, fun success stories that you know about, you know, friends or and or relationships that have come out of the app? Well, it is kind of cool since, you know, being in Nashville, I have some the of my ask, friends. And the there. app, by the way, is called Oasis Sober Connections. Just want to remind everyone of that. But go ahead. Yeah. So um, in Nashville, you know, I have some of my friends. So then it was kind of interesting hearing like, hearing from a friend, someone connecting with this other person I know, you know, so it's really just kind of very cool to hear that it's working, you know, it's doing its job. That's great. And I bet it's wonderful if you've, um, uh, well, like you, you're thinking about moving. Um, You were mentioning before we started the podcast, you might move to another city. Um, And I, and what a great way, you know, first of all, you can go to a meeting, which is wonderful anywhere we go. Um, But then to have this app, uh, when you're, if you move to a new city and you don't know anybody, um, and, uh, you know, and you're first looking for, for a friend connection, um, I think that would be, uh, or it is since it now exists an amazing tool to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was on vacation at the beach this summer. So I was there with my brother and, you know, he would go out with his friends to the bars and I would just be like, Ooh, I wish I could find a friend near me that, didn't drink, I could do stuff with, but mm-hmm. so just like that type of concept, like you're in a new area who, who's around that gets it yeah. basically. Well, yeah. And friends. And then also, you know, um, uh, and, and also, uh, for, you know, a, a dating relationship, you know, to have like heard so many people say, Oh, I met this wonderful person, you know, everything's great, but he drinks and, you know, in the, and I don't know if he's an alcoholic, but the drinking bothers me. You know, and then you kind of you just avoid that um, if you uh, if you're using this app. Right. Yeah. And, you know, before I think I mentioned it before, like that initial anxiety with a new person, like when do I tell them I don't drink? You know, like, is that going to change things? And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's just kind of in this app. It's an understanding, which I think is very it's nice. It creates a safe space. Yeah, there's so much there's so much information that's already um, that's already on the table before you even say hello. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, we're going to take a quick little uh, few seconds here um, to uh, to say thanks to our sponsor, 
Stephanie Weiss. She's a certified health and recovery coach based locally in Connecticut and offering virtual services nationwide. If you would like more information, please reach out to info at sobernetwork.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-B-E-R-N-E-T-W-O-R-K dot com. Uh, but back to Kate on the topic of relationships in sobriety. So let's talk um, uh, a little bit more. Um, are, are you know? Are you seeing anyone these days? Not at the moment. <laughs> okay. And and what about sober friends? What new um, sober friends have you uh, uh, um, acquired since you know? I guess since you've been in sobriety and I don't know, and maybe in the, as the creator of this app, have you, have you used it yourself and found friends? Yeah, I have actually. So a, a lot of it was when I was just in Nashville, but it was a, you know, it was a cool experience, like spending a year putting this together and then putting it into action. But mm-hmm. it's also helpful because you can network with people and like hear like, where are some best meetings, you know, get some advice on the area, especially when you're new. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's very helpful. Oh, that's great. Um, and uh, I don't know, I was asking you um, earlier about, about some of the, you know, what have been the reactions from the, from the users? Um, were there any um, in particular, um, any great love stories that, uh, that you know about that, that you want to tell us about? Not that I know of yet, but I'm definitely on the lookout for those and love hearing them. So if anyone meets their person, I would love to be notified and filled in on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And um, what's the, since we're a podcast um, and of course, anyone can go to the app store and, um, and look it up under Oasis Sober Connections. Um, What's the, uh, what's the logo for it? What does it look like? So it's the triangle, you know, yeah. the recovery triangle. And okay. in it, are, so right away, we know what that means. Good. Yeah. So it's the universal symbol of, you know, sobriety recovery. And then inside of it are little waves for oasis. It yeah. very much gives off a calming appeal to it. That's what I was going for. Just peaceful. Oh, that's great. Um, I love the look of it. And, um, and so you got sober right before the pandemic. So how long have you been sober now? About two and a half years. That's great. And, um, what are some of your, uh, the ways that you maintain your sobriety? Well, for me, the biggest thing is, um, you know, building your friendships and relationships. And I know we keep going back to that, but I, you know, we, when we quit drinking, we learned so much about ourselves, things that we didn't want to initially look at or admit to ourselves. And one of those things for me is the fact that I typically conform, you know, like I was always someone who gave into peer pressure of the group Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm a middle child. So I'm very much used to adapting or going with the flow. So I realized very early on, if I'm in a group and everyone's just having beers and throwing back shots, that's all I'm going to be thinking about, like wanting to join in. And, you know, in the beginning I did a few times, but it was once that I actually, and it's also boring, right? Yeah. You get so (laughs) sick of everyone. (laughs) They get so annoying so fast. And they repeat themselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yep, exactly. Their voices just get higher and then, you know, you can't keep up with them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was basically, I really had to get myself out there and find my people who get it. Mm-hmm. And once that, you know, I had those true friendships and, you know, if I was an environment like that, then I could call friends, you know, text someone, be like, people around me are just like drinking. It's really getting to me. And they'll be there for me in a heartbeat. You know, you meet some of the most genuine, just incredible people in sobriety. And so I'm so thankful for those friendships. So hopefully this app helps people make friends like that. Oh, I think it will. Um, And I hope our listeners uh, try it out. And again, it's called um, Oasis Sober Connections. Um, What is, and this is is the question we ask all of our Sober Liberty guests. What's the most difficult struggle you've been through since you've been sober and how did you get through it? What, what, what got you through it? So I think it was that first initial year staying sober during the pandemic that um, in itself was just extremely challenging. And I've said this before, I think people in recovery, addicts, alcoholics, I think they're the were the forgotten casualties of the pandemic, you know, like no one was really looking out for us. No one, you saw in the news cycles, like all these communities impacted by quarantine and the pandemic, but it was, you know, it affected us so much. I mean, we're yeah. a group of people who need to get out there and genuinely be with other people for, you know, just our mental health and for support. I- I know I've worked, I've been sober for 14 years, but you know what? I, I, I worried, um, about the active, um, alcoholics and addicts. Now, I guess that it wasn't too hard to get, to get alcohol because the liquor stores stayed open, at least they did in New York city. Um, but, but I was, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, what about the cocaine addicts? What if the supply dries up? What are they going to do? And then also there's going to be, it's going to get so much worse for them, you know, um, that they may not survive it. So anyway, yep. But go ahead. Yeah. And on that note, yeah, that first year, five of the women I got to know didn't make it during 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's and that was only the women that I kept up with. And when you say didn't make it, do you mean they died or they didn't make it make it? Yeah, they died. Sadly. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I guess it's just getting through that initial hurdle. I mean, I genuinely think Zoom saved a lot of people. Right, right. I'm, I'm just very grateful I quit drinking or started trying to quit drinking right before the pandemic happened. Because if I had lost my job and was, you know, getting the unemployment checks, that would have been a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like um, uh, for you, it was the the toughest thing was was getting staying sober through the pandemic. But but you got through it with the with meetings with Zoom meetings. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it was very difficult when things started to open back up also, because you had the sober time, but all of a sudden you're being put back into the world of going out to dinner with friends and like, you know, stuff being around everything again. Mm-hmm. So it's all very new. <laughs> yeah. Talk about right. Because you for someone like you, newly sober, um, going out that you're, you're going back into the world and which is kind of scary. It was scary for all of us. Um, coming out of the pandemic because we were, you know, in our own bubbles and then going back there and what's safe and what's not and, you know, and, 
And um, I can only imagine how, and then, and then to be, um, you know, fairly new sober, um, trying to navigate the world, I can imagine that that must. Yeah, a lot of anxiety about everything. (laughs) Been challenging. Yeah. I mean, I was so happy. Um, uh, It actually, the pandemic um, in some way strengthened my sobriety because, I mean, I wasn't, I never was vulnerable, I don't think, or I wasn't near um, uh, relapsing or anything. Um, But because I had so much time and it was, I, I went to like, you know, sometimes two or three meetings a day, I was doing more service, you know, cause it was like, well, you know, it's just all you have to do is log on and it's right there. And now my, um, now my meetings are a little bit, um, uh, they're kind of roller coaster there. And, 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 and I don't go as often as I used to, uh, because I'm not used to, I forget about in-person meetings. And so, <laughs> all right, it's in person. Oh, but that means I have to get dressed and go there. Um, you know, whereas before, uh, you know, you, you, there was no option other than to do that. So, yeah. And you could stay in your pajamas and be comfortable and just, mm-hmm. you know, tune into a meeting real quick. <laughs> Great. Um, well, Kate, it's been wonderful having you on and talking to you and hearing about, um, this amazing new app, uh, looking for a sober friend, uh, a new sober relationship. Oasis Sober Connections is the app you need. Um, Kate, thank you for joining us. And how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. So it's just at Oasis Sober Connect. Um, my personal Instagram is just at Kate Gala underscore. Yep. And um, I'm also there's a Facebook page and the website is www.mobileoasisapp.com. So you can find me there, reach out to me there. and. Yeah, please do. I'd love to talk to everyone. Great. Well, thank you, Kate. Kate Gala. Uh, To all our listeners, thank you for your continued support. Visit us on www.soberpodcast.com and all places that you find major podcasts to leave us a review and sign up for our mailing list. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and you can find me on TikTok at Jamie underscore Brickhouse, where I tell a true story wearing high heels every day. And I repost those on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also the author of Dangerous and Wet, a memoir of booze, sex, and my mother. Signing out from the Sober Podcast. Tune in for another show next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen. Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network. Network.